0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the Open Bar Experience, this is David Dagger, your host. Tonight we are 2019, it's the new year, motherfuckers. So, being that it's 2019, let's talk about New Year's resolution. No, let's not. It's a new you, it's a new me, it's a new year. Uh, life is just fucking moving along, chugging along. That said, uh, let me tell you what I'm drinking today. Today I am drinking something that is very disappointing. Uh, Breckenridge, Vanilla Porter. Back in the day, Breckenridge was delicious beer. One of my favorite beers was the, uh, IPA, 470 IPA of theirs. And, uh, unfortunately now they're not the, uh, the brewery they once were. So new year, new me. That means uh, no, not really. I am going to talk about the Adonis, my favorite cocktail, sherry and sweet vermouth. However, I'm going to talk about it in the uh, in the deconstructed uh, manner. So, one of the things that I've been wanting to do, actually, yeah. So one of the things I've been wanting to do is uh, low ABV alcohols. Played around with that a little bit, like many bartenders have in in the craft world. Uh, lately, I've been going to uh, 13 degrees Celsius here in, in Houston, um, where part of their menu they have um, uh, vermouth on the menu. Probably had like five or six different vermouths um, served by themselves or with tonic or soda, um, in order to uh, you know brighten them up a little bit. But it's something that I love. Um, At home, I drink more vermouth and sherry than anything else. Beer, a far second. Um, And the thing is, is uh, so far in Houston, it's been a little bit difficult to uh, make that sell. Um, Places do have it, but it's not necessarily, it's probably surprising how many people do order it, but it's not necessarily enough to where they're moving cases of, of vermouth um, you know versus you know whiskey and so I like the fact that that 13 degrees celsius has that on their menu um, and is one of the reasons I go so on my next program uh, that I do a uh, bar program it uh, that's going to be um, part of it too because there is enough uh, vermouth now in the market that you can have a variety in addition to that there have uh, more variety of uh, not just brands of vermouth, but types. So you have your dry, you have your sweet, and then you have your your Bianco, which I used to think that was, that's the way it went. It was uh, dry, Bianco, and sweet. But when you taste them side by side, the sweet and the Bianco are, are pretty much just as sweet as one of the other. So, you know, there's that. Anyhow, the Carpano Bianco is one of my favorites uh, right now. Um, Vergano had a really good one that uh, was an Americano. Um, Was that an Americano? Was that a white vermouth Bianco? I can't remember right now. I hadn't seen that in a couple of years already. But the Bianco from uh, Carpano uh, I like because it's got that, it's heavy on vanilla and it's uh, heavy on baking spice and um it just it's a nice way to um give some depth and um spice depth into a cocktail that is not a dark cocktail so meaning a lot of times amaros and and uh sweet vermouths or dark vermouths are the ones that you use to give that depth that those that flavor profile uh to your cocktails And having a clear um, vermouth do that is actually pretty cool. The one that I have right now is um, the cocktail that I have that I use it is in um, Pink Lights and Champagne. If you're uh, an Ian Fleming um, fan from uh, 007, James Bond, you know of the Vesper, right? And the Vesper is in Casino Royale. Well, the chapter in which he talks about that he... Creates in in uh, James Bond orders that uh, cocktail is called uh, Pink Lights and Champagne. So still has got uh, vodka, um, gin, but then instead of uh, Coke Americano or Lelé, I use the uh, Rosso. It's pink, um, and then uh, to add a little bit more depth and body and umpt on the background, I use the uh, the Bian- uh, Bianco. Um, Vermouth from Carpano. It's pretty tasty. Um, people, Some people like it. it. And I say that from the sense that it's got a very, it, it's a slightly esoteric uh, flavor profile. But I think that uh, I can do better. And, um, you know, broaden, broaden the uh, the audience on that some. But that's a different point. What I'm getting to is that I like to talk about vermouth. And not in the super geeky kind of way, but in the kind of way that, is hopefully going to help some of the uh, younger bartenders or bartenders in places that aren't don't have a heavy duty program um put their fucking vermouth in the refrigerator okay I st- still baffles two things that, that just really it's a little bit of a brain fuck for me. And that is and that's going to bars. There's others, but going to bars. Um there is uh Sweet and sour mix from the gun or from the bottle. I don't care how, how high quality it is, it still blows my mind that, that places use that, that crap. And the other one is going to a bar that have somewhat of a cocktail program, or you know, they want to be able to say, Yeah, 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 we got we can we can do a few things there and there's that bottle of vermouth just sitting there with a the pore spot on it. And Don't like that is like you. You're just whatever you put that shitty vermouth into because it oxidizes. It goes bad. It's just like wine. Just think of opening a bottle of wine, pouring a glass out, putting a cork back on it or even worse, a pour spout on it. And then letting it sit there for two years. And then just put that in your. uh, in, In your New York sour, you know, put that take a take a sip out of that. And you're going to know it's, it's just, it's shit. It's no good, okay? So stop that. In addition to that, different uh, brands, uh, depending on the ingredients, the quality of the ingredients that they use uh, when they're making the vermouth are also going to have different shelf life. Um, there's a few that within three days are, have already turned. And uh, you can tell because it's got that vinegary type of, flavor um it's just really it turns bad like you know it's 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 tasting like crap and then there's others that will last three weeks um obviously i'm talking about refrigerating both of these um and so vermouth what is vermouth vermouth is made of wine it is fortified that means that there is a a, a, in a spirit added to it. What is the spirit? Spirit's got to be at least 40% alcohol. That's your 80 proof uh, alcohol. Um and then it's going to have uh warm wood. It's going to have uh some sort of bot- botanicals, whether it's floral or spice. Um and then it's um generally going to be between 15 and I'd say 20% alcohol, most of them You'll see it around fifteen to eighteen so far is most of the ones that I've seen and so w- some of the interesting things about it all right if you're looking at old cocktail books let me let me not go too far um get too complicated let me let me finish off with this or or continue with this so the uh the other thing that the vermouth is gonna have is uh depending on whether it's sweet or not is gonna have added sugar right um... and then herbs spices and roots the um, it is also they're always made of white wine so your sweet vermouth um, a lot of that color comes from uh, caramel and um, and that's pretty much as far as like shit that makes a vermouth versus other stuff all right getting back to the old cocktail books um in old cocktail books you're gonna see that um they mention that whenever they give you a recipe they're gonna say french vermouth or italian vermouth what does that mean well vermouth uh originated in um well Modern-day vermouth, the way we know vermouth, is from Italy. However, there is, inf- there is information where you know, you can go back 10,000 years where uh, wines have been amortized and uh, fortified. So for a long time, vermouth had, had existed. The reason why the vermouth we know now um, comes from Europe in general, and Italy in particular, is because it's around the time whenever they had quote-unquote discovered the americas and there were many spices and herbs that uh, and botanicals that they were um able to have access to um very cheaply obviously because they weren't paying for them other than the trip um that prior to that um you know people were killing themselves for you know you could i think you know uh an ounce of, of, of black pepper was worth more than gold at some point in Europe. Then there was the abundance because of the Americas. And thus, all of these other things happen. But we're focusing on vermouth. So vermouth, Italy, uh, 1600s. Carpano um, starts it. I'm not going to get into the dude or none of that. Like I said, not geeky. All right. So yeah, let's just get back to it. So first vermouths were from uh, Italy. Italy given the context what we're talking about. And so there were sweet vermouths, and they were the dark vermouths or the red vermouths. And um, and then whenever France started to say, it was like, well, fuck, we're not going to let the Italians do it all. <laughs> uh, we're going to do our vermouth, but we're going to go the opposite way. We're going to do dry, white vermouths. And so for a long time, that's the way that they were known. French vermouths, which are dry vermouths. Sweet vermouths, which are Italian vermouths. And so that's how you 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 read those. There's still some uh, cocktail books, and there's still information out there that that uses the uh, that terminology um, so there now you know, but the most important thing with vermouth is bro, homegirl, put the fucking vermouth in the fridge, treat it like wine, and then taste it um every few days and see where it's at because. Yeah, because you you need to know. Um, sometimes, and, and what you might find out is that you're not getting rid of your ver- vermouth, your cheap vermouth, fast enough, so it's turning on you, and it's and then you should be dumping it, shouldn't be putting that serving, charging people for that, or serving them at all. So there are times whenever it's better to spend the extra money on the better vermouth because it's going to last longer and it might be just long enough for you to cycle through a whole bottle. The other option is now there are 375's like, you know, so your normal bottle of, of uh, vermouth comes in at 750. There's the half bottle of that where, um, you know, you, if, if you you should be able to move that uh, a little bit quicker. If not, my suggestion is Kinato. Kinato is made of Barola wine um, Much higher quality wine. And uh, in my experience, it lasts a lot longer than, uh, than your regular vermouth. And yes, it is way more expensive. But I've had a bottle of that for months, tasted it, made cocktails with it. It's fucking badass. So, that's the two cents on that. All right, so... The other ingredient of the Adonis is uh, sherry. And what is sherry? Um, Sherry is also a fortified wine, per se. You could kind of say that. Is it vermouth? Um, No, it is not. And there are several things that uh, make a huge distinction. Um, One is the region. So sherry is made in Spain in the... uh, Region of jerez That's the only place that you can make something called sherry. Other places might be able to do something that is similar, but it cannot be called sherry. All right. So the region, the because of that, the terroir of the region, meaning the the the, the ground in which is grown, is specific to that country and to that area of that country. And even within uh, that region, there are other microclimates where the there are differences between being grown in this corner head is or the other corner head is. Okay. All right. Um, next thing, there are three grapes that you can use uh, to make uh, sherry. And that is uh, Palomino fino, uh, Pedro Jimenez and Moscatel. Most sherry is going to be made of Palomino fino. Okay, I've recently have tasted some really good, really good uh, fortified wines because they're not sherry because of a region region type of thing um, that is made of Pedro Jimenez. Delicious, incredibly good, Um, just as good as sherry, but different, slightly different. All right. Anyways. So those are the three grapes uh, that can be used. Most of them are going to be Palomino. Next thing is the solera, okay? So what is a solera? Alright, for the sake of us staying on the same page I'm gonna oversimplify it, okay? Just understand that this is an oversimplification for the uh, express purpose of explaining it, right? Because it can get very complicated. It Let's say you have three barrels and you stack them one on top of the other. You can have five barrels if you want, right? And let's just keep it at one row right now. But you could have 20 in one row, right? And you have a row of 20, another row of 20, another row of 20, right? But let's just right now say the, we have just the three barrels. And you go ahead and you make some Palomino Fino um, wine, all right? So you make enough to fill all three barrels. So this is the beginning of your Solera it is the beginning of 2019 and you start this and so now you a year from now um, you decided that uh, you want to start moving moving that wine you maybe maybe right now you start with making cooking sherry so you take the the the, f- the first one the one in the in the bottom and you uh, pull a third of that barrel um, obviously there's gonna be some angel share in this process which is the evaporation of water, uh, which increases the alcohol uh, content on there, right? Because the alcohol doesn't evaporate, it's just the water. You still have the same volume. Um, per volume, you're going to have more alcohol. And so so you take a third of the bottom one and you bottle that, right? And you send it off to be cooking cherry. So then uh, you take from the second barrel, the one on top of that, and uh, you take a third and you fill the one in the bottom and then you go to the one on top the third one and you fill the second one with it so now the first one and the second one from the bottom are topped off so you make now some fresh Palomino uh, Fino um, wine and you top off the third one right so that was it has Wine from last year now has wine from this year, right? Or let's say like, you know, next year, twenty twenty. It will be that. And then uh you wait another year and then you pull some from the bottom, uh, from the first one, another third, and um you bottle that, send it off, then uh you take from the second barrel, you top off the first barrel, you take from the third barrel, you top off the second barrel, and then you put new Wine into the top barrel, and this goes on for generations. So, so, so there there are some uh, soleras right now that exist that have been around for more than a hundred years. Okay, so now you can imagine, because the aging process is not so much about the barrel as it is about the different uh, vintages that end up going in there naturally uh, from uh, different regions. So different terroir, different flavors, um, and then just the, the 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 nature of the angel share the the evaporation of the water, in addition to the weather, because those barrels breathe, and if there is a lot of uh, wind coming from the Atlantic, for instance, and it carries um, you know salt, uh, some of the 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 salt from the ocean, then those that those barrels that get have contact with that are going to create and give a sherry that is a little bit salty it has some salinity to it which is really cool especially with food and your phenols tend to be that but then um something that is more inland that doesn't get any of that that maybe is really hot so evaporates more and and so there's all these different variations so you know it sounds very very simple but depending on where they are what style of Wine uh, they put in there because it's only be Palomino or, or Pedro Jimenez. But even if it's just the one grape, stylistically, different um, winemakers are going to make different wine. Um, come The grapes coming from different regions are going to have uh, different flavors. And um, yeah, and so you're going to create something with a lot of complexity because you keep topping it off with new stuff. You have all the stuff that have been sitting around for a while. So that's the solera. I'm going to leave it right there. Now, there's another element that um, makes a big difference in uh, how sherry uh, is made, and that is uh, florin. And florin essentially is a yeast that is allowed to grow on top of the uh, the wine. And it acts as a shield that um, also um, slowly uh, eats away a lot of the sugars. Um, almost all the sugars, and so what ends up happening is a lot of the wines, the phenol, for instance, are left in the, in a the, under the flood for long periods of time, years at a time, and um, and so you get some very very dry uh, wines out of that. Uh, I also mentioned terroir, terroir is is, is another element of it but uh but that's pretty much it so that's your vermouth and that is your sherry and um the sherry should be treated also uh like wine and so you should keep it refrigerated up to a degree and what i mean by that is so you um manzanilla and your finos uh montadillo um, those are the ones that it should be refrigerated because they're not uh, oxidized once you hit Oloroso or your Pedro Jimenez, those wines are oxidized. In other words, they, they're left to turn, essentially, right? Uh, they're made uh, initially in such a way that whenever they turn, is actually it adds flavor to the wine. And so if you have, normally in my bar, that's what I keep. I keep Oloroso because I don't have to worry about it going bad. And it sits in the middle to where it does have some sweetness but it's still uh nutty and it's got a uh some some uh, i wouldn't say astringent, but it's got some nice it's got a really good backbone um with a bite on it that will uh hold up very well in cocktails and it is delicious uh by itself um pedro jimenez is the wine that you want if you want a dessert wine lots of raisins dates uh Uh, prune, those are the flavors that you get from uh, PX. Uh, You do have uh, cremas also that are in between Oloroso and PX. You do have a Palo Cortado. Um, but So that is another really interesting thing about uh, sherry is you have everything from bone dry to very sweet. And I don't think there is anything like it in that it has that much range. So, if you haven't had Sherry, you should. If you are fucking up on your uh, vermouth, stop it. And if you haven't had an Adonis, what are you waiting for? All right, so next up, what is it? And that is uh, my next project, which is going to be at. Not going to tell you yet. You probably uh, guess, maybe, maybe not. But the thing is it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. Um, it's going to be something that I'm, uh, excited about. And, uh, I think that you will enjoy quite a bit. So as far as, uh, going ons and happenings, uh, around here, actually, I'm sorry, but I didn't look it up this, this, this week. But, um, what I do know is speed rack is back in Houston, January the 28th. Um, I plan on volunteering for that. So if you're going to attend, look forward to seeing you. It is a great event. Uh, it's lots of fun, uh, lots of high energy, and uh, very competitive, uh, very, a lot of camaraderie uh, in that event. So if you can, uh, look it up and uh, go check it out. Please remember to check out the website for this podcast, The Open Bar Experience. It is at openbar.space. Uh, you can find me also on Stitcher and uh, iTunes, uh, actually uh, Apple Podcasts is what it's called now, and uh, Outcast. Uh, it is one of my favorites to use, and uh, whenever I listen to uh, to podcasts, um, most of the time is going to be Stitcher or um, or Outcast. So check me out in those, and then go ahead and leave me some comments um rates uh thumbs up thumbs down um whatever it is that you uh you're you're feeling after some of this so i will take all criticism you don't have to be nice um but uh neither do i no just kidding yeah just leave me a comment let me know uh what you like to listen to uh what do you think of the show and um rate the show that helps out quite a bit that's all that i have for this week uh please uh, make sure that you are taking care of each other taking care of yourself and remember keep the conversation going